Here we are. Are you good to roll? Oh, he's gonna kill me. Okay. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Here we are, Artication. We're back. This is John Ryan. And I'm Bree. I'm Kinsey. And today we got a guest, and we have Ismael Deanda the third. Uh, uh, is the pronunciation the third. Good. Good, good uh, evening, Lubbock. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> and just before we get in there, we had a couple of uh, recaps on things that has happened here in the, the LBK. So we today, which today is Saturday, the, let me look <laughs> at my watch. Uh, the 23rd. The 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> what day is it? <laughs> and we had Art on the Farm. Woo-woo. Oh, yeah, woo-woo for all those that, that were there. Uh, Art on the Farm is a Mediti Circle event where you know clubs get together and uh, those that are within the Mediti Circle kind of raise money to uh, put up some scholarships for the School of Art. It's pretty fancy. It was it really is, nice. It is really there fancy. There was horses and cows. We got sprinkled dogs, cats, chickens. Chickens. Oh yeah, there was chickens. So y'all sold your artwork there though. Yeah. Yeah, well, there was, so Sculpture Club was there, and Clay Club, mm-hmm. painting, jewelry, mm-hmm. uh, print, and... Photo. Photo was, all those uh, clubs don't, from don't the Don't look Texas at me, I wasn't there. Was, <laughs> was there selling some stuff, and I think everyone sold at least one or two things, so yeah. it came out to be really good, and all the artists, they benefit 100% profit from it, so it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm hoping to go next year. It was year. really fun. <laughs> All right, so today we have a guest <laughs> with us. And uh, Ismael, would you like to tell us a little something about yourself? He came in from L.A. here to the school, Texas Tech School of Art. And um, so tell us why you're here. Yeah, first of all, I'm very excited to be here, and thanks for inviting me. So um, I kind of feel like this is the grand finale of a two-and-a-half-week <laughs> epic saga. Um, so I'm here, I was invited by the School of Art, and I was here, uh, there's a former double master's student, Francesca Vega, art history and political science, and she, I met her in Los Angeles, she was doing an internship at the Museum of Latin American Art, uh, where I uh, give workshops, and I was telling her about these projects that I was doing in Mexico, and doing installations from a distance, and we were talking about how do you do these big projects in other locations, um, so I told her that actually I actually had family here in Lubbock and that if there was any opportunities to do a project here with students in Lubbock and with the art community that I'd love to do that. So she looked into it, she got back to me, a lot of planning started to happen. Um, we were thinking about a project that would be kind of inclusive to different communities in Lubbock. She was kind of talking about how the art scene in Lubbock is starting to grow and how there's opportunities here at CAST with the Landmark Satellite Gallery and they have First Fridays and just the exciting things that were happening in the, uh, the art program. And um, so I've been doing these installations kind of in alternative spaces. So we were also talking, talking about a way to uh, cross-pollinate activity and awareness of arts and culture and ideas on the Texas Tech campus also too. Yeah. So lots of times in a university setting, everyone in the one uh, discipline knows what's happening in that discipline, but everyone outside of that you know, they're on their own, in their own world. So I wanted to uh, maybe do a project for people outside the art school, could know about what's happening in the art program, and then also maybe have students in the art program also think about 
exhibiting their artworks in alternative spaces outside the galleries, um, you know, in the art program, or and also extending or the opportunities that are out in the, the public spaces, you know. So I think that for me that was really important when I was an undergrad to have the opportunity to, you know, kind of be in my universe, making my artwork in my studio, but then being having the opportunity to start uh, exhibiting them out in the public world and getting, you know, the feedback from the public. Um, so what ended up happening, we uh, designed this multi-tiered program. So um, number one, I came up, uh, well together we came up with this proposal to do uh, an interactive collaborative installation in the Human Sciences Building and so incorporated uh, assistance from the uh, School of Art and the students and the faculty and also the Human Sciences program. And so it's interesting, in the Human Sciences program you have the uh, apparel design and manufacturing uh, department, you know, fashion design, and a lot of those students have to actually have to take art history courses and drawing courses within the art school, but they're kind of separate. Uh, so I ended up doing this project. I came in May because as an installation artist, lots of times when I can, it's uh, uh, kind of beneficial to go to the location. I do these site-specific uh, installations, so it's good to check out the space, the community. Uh, and so when I was here, I uh, checked out the Silent Wing Museum. I visited the, uh, you know, people call it the Windmill Museum, the American Wind and Power Center. Mm -hmm. um, and some other locations. So I was just trying to absorb the, the history and the community of Lubbock. And so one of the things I've been utilizing in my artwork, I've been working with a few themes. One theme is I've been using the theme of the mutants. So for me, I like the mutant. It's a more punk, more rude version of the hybrid. So I grew, grew up on the US-Mexico border. Right. My name, it's a Spanish version of an Arabic name that's originally Hebrew. Um, so I'm kind of, in, and also I live in Los Angeles, which is a very diverse uh, community. So you get people from all over the world. Uh, and then there's this kind of catalyst of, of happens culturally when you come from other cultures, but then you're all together in the same place in the United States. So I'm kind of ex interested in these, these kind of uh, exciting uh, chemical reactions, I guess, between different cultures, different people. Um, so I ended up, um, you know, kind of being influenced by like science fiction and also heard about the Lubbock Lights here. I was interested in the wind culture here and then also like the silent wing, this history of early aviation. And so for the uh, Human Sciences Building, I decided to do like this flying sculpture or a glider, glider sculpture. And I've been doing these flying artworks for walk because for me it's like a symbol of, uh, it's like an affirmative action, like something levitating, not being held down by like the laws of gravity. Uh, and so we did this project where I came up and I designed this frame kind of based on the windmills here in Lubbock on like the, uh, the hang glider culture here, uh, like early Leonardo da Vinci kind of designs of wings. And right. also since it was in the uh, Human Sciences Building, I was thinking about like, the DNA chain. So I kind of blended all those mm -hmm. things. And so the students, sculpture students, uh, helped me weld that structure. And then um, the canopy was t-shirts. So I asked the community here in Lubbock, the School of Art, uh, Human Sciences to donate t-shirts. So I was thinking about this process uh, where uh, in our process it was inclusive that anyone could participate. Lots of, lots of times I think people think you have to be like a genius or something to be an artist. So I wanted the situation that anyone can make art, anyone can be an artist, you know, just by the gesture of donating a shirt, you're making art, you're an artist. And also, uh, yeah, this kind of uh, experience of exchange also too. And so I was also thinking about the t-shirts because it made me think about the, uh, the culture and the, the industry of cotton here in Lubbock. Right. My grandfather had a farm on the, in uh, Presidio, Texas on the banks of the Rio Grande River. He also grew cotton also too. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of making 
those kinds of uh, connections. So yesterday was the unveiling and the grand opening of the, uh, the installation, the Human Sciences Building. And a final touch, which uh, you, John Ryan, I owe uh, uh, you know, a load of gratitude for you, helping you and uh, Scotty Hensler to help um, install this vinyl design that was on the window. So basically, it was these kind of line drawings that were um, kind of DNA forms, but also the framework of the, the uh, sculpture that's in that space. And I was thinking about also incorporating Lubbock and having the space lit by the natural light of Lubbock. So there's these windows where these, this shaft of light comes through when the sun is set, setting. So I had this idea of as the sun was setting, it would create shadow play into the space. And so it would unify the whole space as an installation and not just a public sculpture hanging. And then the light actually shifts and it projects onto the canopy and you know I kind of feel like this project is a project about connections so I like the uh, yeah the connections that happen when the light starts and energy starts to land uh, on the um, on the canopy and then the last thing we're here in the satellite landmark uh, art satellite gallery so I was allowed to do this um, companion exhibition and so these are all digital prints that I did of kind of like uh, science fiction scenarios but when I was in Lubbock when I was visiting the uh, American Wind and Power Center and the the um, Silent Wing Museum. I was taking photographs of the things that they had there, but at the uh, the uh, um, the windmill museum outside, they had like old windmill parts, all mecha old mechanical parts. So I started photog photographing those, and digitally I composed them, and I made like satellites, you know, the satellite gallery or these like spaceships yeah. from <laughs> those objects. So it's like these flying sculptures that come from Lubbock. So I was interested in uh, kind of yeah, incorporating my visit here to. Uh, yeah, the imagery in, in these digital prints. So, and yeah, the name of this exhibition is El Sol Salió Por La Noche Y Me Canto. Uh, the sun came out at night and sang to me. And that's from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And there's a scene where the uh, government is interviewing people that have had, uh, all over the world, have had UFO sightings. And they go to the Sonoran Desert, where I have family and I've exhibited artwork there. And this old man, he's like sunburned, and that's how he described this UFO experience, <laughs> yeah. and I like it because it's very poetic instead of lots of times that, you know, they kind of portray people that have had those ex experiences as kind of like crackpots or, you know, people that have been like out drinking all night or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then the exhibition of human sciences department is um, celestial bodies. So, so that's a lot of information. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. Very excited. It's the grand finale, but it's also the beginning. The installation at the human sciences building is going to go on. It's going to be up for the whole semester. And I work right. with uh, Professor Rachel Anderson. And mm -hmm. she has plans after that exhibition comes down, she's gonna take the fabric off the, the uh, canopy and she's gonna transform that into uh, clothing design. So I think she's gonna make okay. some dresses and she might have a, like a fashion show with those materials. So, so I like wow, that idea. I didn't know that. Yeah, I like this idea that a public sculpture can continue to transform instead of being this permanent thing. And- uh, Which goes with the mute. Right, exactly, yeah, so. right, yeah, mutations. And I also, I mean, they've been really supportive in the human sciences department. It seems like they wanna have it up for a while, which is great, but I think I also like the idea of maybe after this project is done, maybe they could entertain the notion of continuing to have other kind of interdisciplinary projects in that space also too. So I think that would be a great idea. I think that would be really cool if something like that could happen. So yeah, yeah. So th so so that's uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing, you know. And uh, uh, well, the last uh, thing, and then I had I've been meeting with you guys, and I uh, did studio visits with the graduate students, so it gave me an opportunity to to experience the artwork you know, that you guys are doing also too. So, you know, that's been very gratifying today. So it's a, a great way to kind of end my tour here. Yeah, we, we, we love having you and it was really, really great. Well, thanks, uh, for those that don't know, we're actually on, on location. We're here at 
the satellite gallery over on Five uh, and J, where Casp is located, mm -hmm. and we're just, we're surrounded by his works. And like he was saying, he has like these these uh, s satellite forms that he created from the the pictures from the windmill museum. Yes, so they're so cool. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> And there was also, you had another event that we did silk, silk screening, or silk printing. Yeah, that was awesome. So when we, uh, when we had the opening for this exhibition, we also did a silk screening event. And so I was thinking about a way of kind of tying um, the different events. And also, like I said, I was thinking about this way of kind of getting people to experience multiple events. You know, like people from the university to come out and experience cast in the, the satellite gallery. People here from the local community maybe go out to, um, to the uh, Texas Tech campus and maybe have more contact or uh, kind of knowledge about the art program there and the human sciences program. So, uh, so I was interested in doing that. So the silk screening event, um, it was kind of, it had the, the title of this exhibition. And again, it was kind of like a, this kind of helix, kind of a linear frame and, and I superimposed them so I almost had like a, like a starburst or, or sun kind of print. So it kind of goes with this idea of the sun coming out at night. But I also wanted it to be, um, the image to be kind of like a conceptual gesture to be pointing to another event instead of just like an image, you know? Right. So I have some friends, they do silk screening and they do t-shirts and it's about um, kind of like doing like a, like a cool design or something like fashionable, um, you know? And uh, so, so I was kind of interested in like kind of doing a drawing and this, you know, the drawing also kind of it points to like another event. And also the cool thing I like about uh, that event too, so a lot of people donated t-shirts for the canopy for the, uh, for the glider sculpture and we had more than we needed, which was great. So the ones that were left over, we actually started silk screening on those. We invited people to bring their own shirts and their own bags and things like that and a lot of people did that but on that same day right here uh, across right in front in this uh, courtyard there was like a food festival and so a lot of people came in and you know checked out the opening and so we had yeah. shirts for them to silk screen on and so a lot of them already had logos so we silk screen on, on top of uh, silk screen on top of those so again we created like these mutant images and I think it was another way of kind of communing with with the people that donated shirts like if they had made a design and then we're kind of a kind of, uh, you know, communing with their design or, you know, whatever shirt that people brought, like maybe a, a certain uh, trip they went on or a certain moment or a certain event, um, you know, we were able to kind of combine those and then someone else took them and was able to kind of leave with them. And, you know, I like this idea, you know, it was like free materials and again, another opportunity for people to um, uh, kind of uh, interact with art, you know, taking something for free, you know, so lots of times I think people are interested in art. Uh, Collecting art maybe is something new for some people, you know, and so it's like they're interested in artwork, but, you know, they don't know if, uh, they're not used to buying it, yeah, you know, yeah. but, you know, when you give, give them artwork, it's, it's like, you know. Yeah, we had like a good consistency that day of people coming in with shirts and one, a few of them got to do uh, the silk screening yeah. themselves. Yeah. And then the, the festival that was going on across the street was Mexico's Independence. Yeah. So we picked a great day. Yeah, this is September, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it's cool, actually, because some of the people, um, yeah, and also I want to thank uh, uh, Sangmi from the uh, printmaking department, and also uh, you know Stacy, and uh, some of the students also. So it was Brianna, yeah. and then John Ryan, and Jeremiah, right, right, um, and then uh, Brenna, who's also a photo student. She she uh, took photo great photographs oh, right, to document right. the event. But so yeah, so you guys, you know, we're doing a lot of the silk screening. <clears throat> 
And um, but some of the some of some of the other art students came in, and so that was the first time they had a chance to silk screen, and it was kind of cool actually. I met a few um, students that actually came in with the parents, so that was exciting for me to see parents come and want to experience art yeah. with their kid. And then um, this one man in particular, he was kind of very supportive of his daughter, and he like silk screened something for the first time also I too. Him, yeah. So yeah, just people that um, that weren't even art students got a chance to. Uh, kind of do the silk screening process. Um, there was these two little kids oh, that were hilarious, boys, yeah. and one of them he had like a, a BB-8 T-shirt, you know, from Star Wars. And he's like, I don't know, like I guess he thought I was too old. It's like, how do you like Star? How do you know about Star Wars? Or how do you like <laughs> Star Wars? Because there was this, you know, the sci-fi feel. Like Star Wars? <laughs> how do you know? About and um, <laughs> you know, and the T-shirts that we had were bigger, and he wanted his silk screen, so he took his shirt off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he, yeah. So he wanted his his shirt silkscreen on the spot, okay. and uh, so it's cool. And then, uh, yeah. So there was just there was like a lot of uh, enthusiasm for that, and uh, and I, I think also, um, you know, like the first Friday events, and I think all the you know the the printing events that the, you know, that the, Casp. Yeah, the people from Casp uh, mm -hmm. next door do on a regular basis I think that's also provided like awareness so I think people know about these events mm -hmm. so when they came you know I think they were open to, to participate right and yeah it was cool it was really friendly and very supportive and uh, yeah you know it's uh yeah it was a great event I'm, I'm really uh, thankful that I was able to experience that you know because sometimes when you have an opening um I don't know it just allows like a different level of, of interaction that was really fantastic you know and so yeah. yeah so that was exciting so yeah thank you for your support with that yeah well i do what i can when i can do it right you know? <laughs> and like what we were talking about earlier i i feel like uh, the way i think about learning is helping people and watching watching them do what they do so i'm I'm really like hands-on kind of helper. Yeah. Well, you know? like even the installation on campus, I think that's really cool that you got a lot of people involved because you're talking about that intermixing of departments almost. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, so that's really cool. Like, you're really involved with the whole community and you just didn't stick with like the printing or whatever. You moved from different department and got everybody involved. Yeah, well, you know, I really appreciate the support I got from that and I'm really thankful for the people that helped to fabricate the artwork. Um, and um, so I appreciate that because I know that they're they have skills and they're very talented and if I had the funds to financially compensate mm -hmm. everyone yeah. I would do that you know so I really appreciate them volunteering to help out and so I kind of feel like that installation that artwork is is theirs as well as mm -hmm. mine mm -hmm. for sure you know for sure but um, you know that's one thing that has always been valuable for me in my own experiences when I've had the opportunity to work for artists, you know, um, yeah, for me, it's just, it's just been, I mean, that's worth it. For me, it's been worth its weight and goal to work with other artists, to see how they work, see how they survive, you know, financially or how they continue to make work. Uh, and so, so I've been kind of spoiled in, in a certain way because I've worked with artists that actually make a living as artists. So it's yeah. like a dangerous thing. It's like, I see yeah. that it can be done. Mm -hmm. um, but you know it takes a lot of work you know to get there and uh, but yeah you know just like the experience of working with a lot of artists has been uh, yeah it's it's been invaluable you know so hopefully you know my uh, visit here you know there's like some kind of interaction where yeah maybe there's like a comment or like a practice that I'm doing that maybe they have similar ideas and maybe it kind of helps kind of uh, you know kind of put something into uh, 
like make something click in terms of what they're doing or you know or maybe just right. like a weird a weird process that they never thought of and uh, yeah so and but I've gotten a lot of great uh, feedback from people and it's uh, it's yeah it's cool to hear people's uh, kind of reaction you know and right. uh, and then also hearing you know the kind of work that people are working in also too their own artwork also too so yeah it's been it's been fantastic so I really appreciate it you know and I uh, yeah definitely thank the community of Lubbock and everyone that participated so you know thank you guys so let's just what's your background uh, on it? So what brought you to being an artist? What made me want to become an artist? And, uh, how, what's your practice practice like uh, as an artist? My practice as an artist. Let's start I mean, with your background. My I background like is <laughs> grew up in El Paso, Texas. Uh, uh, I would always draw. I just always remember drawing. So I, I think that's how I process the world. Um, when I was like in elementary school, junior high school, high school, like art came easy to me. So I kind of took it for granted, I guess. Now I um, actually work as an, uh, like a visiting artist in schools that don't have funding for arts. So um, yeah, so I kind of took it for granted. And then when I was in college, my first semester in college, um, I did really poorly. I got four F's and a D, <laughs> and I think uh, I think I think I had high expectations of what the echelons of higher education would be, and I had to take a lot of the same classes that I had taken in high school already. So I just it just wasn't stimulating me, and but of course I had to to continue to go. I had to get my GPA up, so I decided to take an art class, maybe something that I feel you know I felt that I could help to uh, kind of bring up my my uh, my grade point average, and I took a drawing class. Um, from this artist, his name his name was John Bender, <laughs> and he um, he had a master's degree from Yale. So I, first of all, I'd never met anyone that had been to Yale University uh, or had graduated from there with a master. I didn't even you know I didn't know what a master's degree was. I didn't know you could get a master master's degree in fine arts. And I said you know so I took this drawing class with him, and so he was interesting. He said yeah you know it's uh, you know it's something I was meant to do, there's nothing that I'd rather do. It's very fulfilling, it's very challenging, but it's not easy, so I don't know if I recommend, I don't know if I would recommend people becoming an artist. Someone, mm -hmm. someone tells you to not do something, what do you want to do? You're just like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> and he was interesting because he had, it was, we, had, we did drawings and uh, he uh, had us do like larger than life drawings of like Adam and Eve and like with the wallpaper in heaven and hell look like huh. and so these kind of uh, things these ideas that I thought kind of were deep that I always kind of sense that art was connected to you know that art was connected to like some deep deep things deep thoughts deep emotions and so uh, yeah so that was like the first time I started making art that had those kind of ideas instead of you know these notions of like beauty or mm -hmm. doing something that was like like a photo representation of something, you know, just copying the world or whatever. And uh, yeah, so that kind of blew me away. And then uh, after that, I, um, you know, I decided I think I'm going to change my major to to fine arts. And then at that time, I was just walking by. I was just getting to know the the art department, and there was like a, a sign for people to have a meeting to go to New York. And I was like, oh, what's this about? So I went, and I checked it out, and people had already they'd already been, you know, coming up with the funds, getting rid of New York City. And I was like, man, I want to, I, I need to, I need to go on this trip. And everyone already had like roommates for the hotels and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I ended up meeting this one guy, and that was very influential to me also too. That's when I got to go to the Guggenheim Museum, and they had an exhibition of refigured German painting. Mm -hmm. And I saw paintings of like Anselm Kiefer and just like the scale of it, 
and the unusual architecture of uh, the Guggenheim Museum and just being in New York and you know, just it just kind of blew me away and uh, yeah so I've never never looked back since then and I had a I went to the University of Texas uh, at El Paso f uh, for my undergrad degree and uh, so I think I am happy that uh, I mean it took me a, a longer than a lot of people who get a uh, like bachelor's degree um, but but I never too. gave up you know mm -hmm. I was persistent and um, so I, th I, I appreciate that I went to a university. I know that there's some people that go to art school right away, and it can maybe teaches them how to function in the art world. But I, I um, appreciate that I went to university because I had to take languages, I had to take philosophy, English, poetry, <clears throat> all the, you know, math, all these things that gave me more substance, I think, for my, my artworks. Uh, and then when I was there, <clears throat> there was a, this a, a Spanish student named um, <clears throat> uh, Ruben Verdu. And he was an amazing artist. He was kind of more concept, a conceptual thinker, and he knew a lot about art theory. And I didn't know about that. And I was like, wow, this is amazing that there's people that are writing about the ideas of art also too, not just the technique of it. So that uh, made me more interested in learning more about that. And then, uh, so he ended up uh, going on to graduate school, and he applied at CalArts, California Institute of the Arts. Cool. And so, um, <clears throat> so I think he inspired a lot of artists that I was kind of peers at that time also too. Uh, so some other uh, fellow classmates that went to CalArts were uh, Adrian Esparza, so he's an amazing artist. He lives in, Los, in uh, El Paso. Uh, and then also it was, uh, uh, who else went? I mean, there was, there was, a, there was a few of us. There was a, uh, uh, Victor Quesada. So actually there was uh, three of us from UTEP at the same time at CalArts and then uh, Sergio Munoz, he was another uh, artist from, from UTEP, so he was there before that. So at that time, there was like some artists that were kind of going to CalArts. And I have to say that UTEP, when I went there, they were really great because I think they were really open to allow you to experiment and kind of use un, you know, unusual materials. And uh, so, yeah, so I think that there was a lot of encouragement from the, that, the, that department when I was there as an undergrad. And then, yeah, so I went to CalArts because I started becoming more interested in conceptual art and it was interesting to me that art could be about an idea and so I kind of grew up a lot of my family's history it's like storytelling and it's like oral history so for me I kind of connected with this idea that a description of something could be an entity you know like maybe a conversation between two people could be a moment of art could be a work of art having a conversation or that kind of interaction or you know just like gestures too you know and so I uh, kind of became interested and uh, kind of learning more about that. And so, yeah, so I kind of feel like, you know, my, my, my practice is a little more conceptual where um, I come up with the idea first, I'm more interested in the idea first, and then whatever materials I think will work well with that kind of happen afterwards, you know? And uh, yeah, yeah, so so that's kind of, uh, kind of the realm that I'm in right now. So you said that you've done some other installations elsewhere. I remember talking to you before that you've done some in Mexico. Yeah. Uh -huh. Right. And so your experience here with Texas Tech, how does it differ from some of your other projects? Uh, I mean, that's a good question. Like, uh, like I've been so busy interacting with everyone and, and getting the shows done that I'm still processing it, so I probably, yeah. probably will probably be process, processing after I'm here. It's going to take an I'm sure our weather here has been <laughs> something for you. Well, I'm kind of, I'm kind of used to dealing with the weather also, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just processing. Like I said, I'm lucky that I was able to interact with different parts of the community, you know, the local community, you know, like people that are just part of a, 
like a you know a food you know a, a food fair you know and a celebration of this is September you know the students the students from different programs so yeah I've just been able to um, connect with different communities um, but like I said I, I think it's uh, I'm I'm lucky and I think it's great that I've been working with these uh, different departments and these different organizations that were open to have me do this kind of interdisciplinary kind of cross cross disciplinary project. So, so I think that's been great. So anytime I get an opportunity to do that, of course, you know, I take that and, but uh, you know, the way that things are run in different places are different. So that's something you have to adapt to also too. But I think that's also part of the artwork also too, because uh, those parameters kind of affect the artwork. So I'm interested in that also too. Like there's times when I've been done projects in Mexico and I'll visit it and I know that they have like a Home Depot or something like that. So I get materials from Home Depot in Los Angeles thinking when I get there, you know, I know that I can get those materials. But of course, it's a different country. So when I get there, they may yeah. not have those same materials. So then I have to kind of figure out how to uh, kind of adapt in a different way. And, uh, but you know, the thing that I have really enjoyed about being part of Lubbock, like I said, it looks like there's this kind of growing art movement. So I really like doing projects in those kinds of communities. It seems to get bigger and bigger every year. Oh my gosh, yeah. Especially here at the, the Luca and for Cast for First Fridays and stuff. It, it's just, yeah. almost every first Friday, it seems more people. Yeah, I mean, even almost in the summer, like, outside. we were here the whole summer. We're like, oh, nobody's going to come out. It was a it was big it was a, Yeah, it was a big group, and I'm like, it's the summer. Usually everybody goes home for the summer, but, like, it's yeah. crazy, and that's it's cool. awesome. It was great. Well, that's yeah. the thing. All the students that I've been working with, all their, they're, 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 like, busy. They have so much that they're working on or whatever, which is cool. Oh, yeah. So it seems like this is kind of, like, serious uh, kind of uh, – concerted like focus effort to you know to to get your practice out there and you know i'm sure this growth is a big part due to you guys you know because all the participation that you guys also do mm -hmm. so that's one thing that i enjoy like the enth enthusiasm by you guys to kind of make that scene happen and uh, so that's cool because it's you know like kind of very hands-on and so yeah i like working in communities where i get to be part of that you know because there's just like the sense of enthusiasm and mm -hmm. uh, you know it kind of brings about uh kind of new dynamics that you wouldn't think about you know and uh, so, yeah, so that's something that's kind of been really uh, interesting, exciting. And, you know, growing up in El Paso, and then I have family from, like, Marfa Presidio area. This is my first time coming to Lubbock, so it's still West Texas, but then it has its own kind mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, kind of vibe and environment. It's kind of interesting, yeah. like, how much you guys drive. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just was in Abilene. I was, I'm going to Armarillo. I'm going to Marfa. I'm going to Houston. Yeah. I'm going to Albuquerque. I'm going to Colorado. I'm going to Tulsa, you know. And... <laughs> <laughs> like living in LA you like drive a lot you know what I mean um, and so but yeah you guys like drive like for five hours or whatever I mean we well, gotta have to because but the thing is I've been enjoying it's, it's, it's cool that you know you just have these open roads like in LA I'll drive like five hours in one day sometimes you know and it's just within the city <laughs> you know um, so but that's cool I like that like the effort that you guys you know the the lengths that you go to to you know to like whether you're going to see shows in you know different areas around here or mm -hmm. exhibit your artworks or whatever so you know that's uh that says a lot you know the effort that you go to to yeah to make those things happen so so that's been really cool also too so like what's it like uh maintaining your practice in la i mean l.a i've never been Me to LA, i feel like it would be a lot more competitive a, out there what's that it would be a lot more competitive out there than it would be like you know i don't know it's interesting it could be but there's so many artists there that you also can kind of lose yourself also, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, someone, I met this artist from New York, and they said the thing about L.A. is you, you people, you get a chance to make your works. So I don't know, they were saying, like, in New York that there's, like, a 
kind of like a social environment where people are networking all the time or going to different, you know, there's always openings and stuff like that or, mm -hmm. I don't know, you're always working to like, you know, pay the rent or whatever. Um, but it's amazing, the thing, you know, just, it's amazing. The culture is diverse. There's people from all over the world. There's artists from all over the world. And it's interesting because it's kind of spread out. So there's a lot of culture to experience. We have to drive around a lot. And because it's spread out, um, I don't know, maybe it takes time to experience it. You have to kind of be there for a while to let it seep in a little bit, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, so in competition, I don't know, there's a lot of amazing artists, but then you can kind of lose yourself and find your own practice. So I think there's an opportunity for a lot of different approaches and a lot, a lot of different styles and voices, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, and then for me, after I uh, finished grad school, I had the opportunity, I started working for museums because I wanted an opportunity to ensure that I was kind of still participating or, you know, close to art mm -hmm. <laughs> at all times. And so, um, so I've worked at a lot of museums in the uh, education department. And so lately I've been uh, working as a teaching artist. So I give workshops and I, um, I do a lot of work with the LACMA, the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. And so um, I do a lot of kind of uh, workshops with schools all over the Los Angeles area. And so it's the, the museum re received this endowment for teaching artists to go into schools and to libraries and continue arts education. I think is amazing because, you know, unfortunately there was a lot of budget slashing when it came to arts programs in schools. Yeah. So I kind of feel like, uh, I kind of feel like it's powerful that I'm able to kind of wield the importance of art, you know, as in terms of education or in people's lives, you know. So, so I'm lucky, I, so I'm able to go and, and uh, give art workshops, but I get to go in as an artist, yeah. uh, which I like. So these experiences that I have with you guys in my exhibitions and installations, that's something I can I show images and I can share with these schools that I go into. And I mean, when I grew up, like I said, I was always drawing and I was always interested in art. And I would read about artists, but I never met any artists, right? So I knew that's something you could do, but I didn't know anyone that did that as a career. So, you know, I kind of go in and maybe show them like, okay, you know, that's what I do. So who knows, maybe one day you guys will do this too. And, you know, that opportunity is there. And uh, so, yeah, so that's another way that I kind of maintain my practice. So, you know, I, helps fund my projects and the machine that my art making of my art making but also it's cool because um, I think it's very fundamental also to my art practice also too because I get to meet these younger generations they're like the first generation of the 21st century so so I like that that maybe it kind of continues to make my uh, artwork informed and fresh and see how different generations are thinking about things how they're processing things uh, and so yeah so that's something that's uh, that's very valuable that I, I really appreciate, you know. And it's kind of wor worth its weight in gold also too because, uh, you know, sometimes you just connect with that one student and they seem to appreciate what you're doing. And I don't know, for me it's meaningful because I remember when I was younger or when you have this moment that's like, whoa, this is possible? Or, you know, when you connect with someone, someone that has like similar ideas or, you know, and so, you know, I think that's really valuable. So it makes me feel good when I have this moment when I feel like, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, interacting with someone and they're having that kind of response or whatever, so. And like I said, then I also learn and benefit from them as well, so. Sweet. What do y'all think? That's <laughs> awesome. Well, so what we're going to do is we have a inside scoop. So it's a segment where we just kind of go around. We talk about um, what's happening with us and, like, what's happening next. Okay. Sounds so, good. 
And we're going to run off the inside scoop starting with Bree. Haha, <laughs> you first now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm graduated now, and so I don't get to do fun art things anymore. You're, I'm just, you're an adult But you're going to continue art things, right? When I have money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you don't need money. Just make mud and put it Yeah, I mean, I do clay stuff, so I need like to fire things places, and I'm I'm in the process. A guy made okay. his own pots okay. in the woods. <laughs> in Dude, the we woods out here. We're in the desert. <laughs> hey, make a bonfire. Let's what if you do like pottery by buying pottery and smashing it and gluing it or reattaching gluing it or something? It. You can reinvent. Boom. Pottery early. <laughs> Ceramics. Reinvented. Hey, and there's okay. there's also different kinds of clay you can use, too. Yeah, I know. No, I know. I'm me. just like, I'm in a break process mm-hmm. right now. I've been in school, so now I'm just yeah. like, break time. But I And keeping a job. Here. Yeah. You do you, boo I still, I'm still going to do it. It's just Well, congratulations. Gonna, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. I have the art degree, so awesome. it's there. <laughs> now what? <Brie>? Now, <laughs> now I've been through like five jobs. <laughs> hey. And I have a dog. Hey, the, fra- the framing, framing Carla, did you learn anything from, from that? Okay, now there's a story. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's just pass on that whole thing. <laughs> but I'm currently working at Life Touch Photography. That's right. Oh, so I, I take pictures at schools for picture day. She went from ceramics to photography, like, everybody. Hey. So that's exciting. Like, what do you what do? You do? Like, what, like, so basically, they tell me to go to a school, a different school each day, whether it's like in and Midland, Amarillo, all over West Texas. All the places you have to drive for All the places I got to drive there with all my equipment. And then I go set up all my stuff. And then um, different classes come in. You just go through and you pose them. And, and What are they taking pictures for? Like, like the yearbooks. and stuff? Yeah. Ah. They don't, the senior pictures are done at like a different studio because that's like cap and gown and that yeah. takes longer. This is just like real quick poses for the yearbook. To the left and cheese. Yeah. So going all through high school, all those photos could have been just some Joe that they hired. Basically. Yeah. I'm not calling you some Joe. <laughs> no, you have the art they like literally. They're professional now. <laughs> Everybody else I'm working with are just like, I needed a job. And this yeah, one lady. Your book photos were taken by a degreed artist. Yeah, so like you should charge more. <laughs> I know. I was, <laughs> I was like, I've actually taken a photography I always photography thought you had class. to have some type of photography degree. No. to But I guess now you it's just go. Really, it's not yeah. complicated. You just got to like fit them in a the little frame on the computer and then be able to set up equipment. It and, is Yes, it's so complicated. Especially for little kids when they would just want to talk yeah, to you the whole time. Okay, but you do have to like, like sports IDs from indoor be soccer. able to communicate with kids because <laughs> kids are little monsters. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. They're adorable. Okay, like the little kids are really cute and they take instructions and they'll pose however you want them to pose. But then when you get to like second through like middle school, they're little <laughs> little turds <laughs> they're like you're just like stand on the little square or whatever and they're like why because I said so but I don't want to pose that way well I don't care <laughs> like oh, I want to slap you but you can't I don't do get that. paid enough but for this do what you I can't say. slap kids it's frowned upon no. 
but it's fun. I get to like talk to different kids every day. See, I couldn't be a teacher because you'd be stuck with those same kids. And if they were <laughs> terrible, then you're stuck with them all year. But I just see these kids for one day and then they leave and I never have to see them again. Wow. Until next year. <laughs> you, until next year, though. Well, until next year, maybe. <laughs> but it's fun. It's good. Sweet. I like it. Yeah. We're still you're still in the art world. Yeah, and then I we still kind of work for this frame shop, Kenzie and I. <laughs> I or think we like still hey, work We showed our stuff in the last first Friday, so that was yeah, awesome. We're, so. Yeah, yes. we're, we're jumping all around. We're cool. paying rent. Well, what cool. we do Adulting. is like we come and help her when she needs help because uh, like uh, this summer we helped. Uh, it's Timeless Custom Frames and Art Gallery. Yeah, it's so for shout people out, who don't know. Shout out to them. What? Yeah. Oh. Huh? Yeah, we, we, I was marketing director and Kenzie was frame builder assistant person. Well, I was person. an intern yes. framer person. It was really, it was a good experience. It's a cool shop. If y'all need custom it frames, so <laughs> check out Timeless Custom Frames. For real, we do discounts. <laughs> <laughs> Not seeing, you know. There's a but Twitter no, page now. We just kind of helped her with production and promoting her shop and everything. So it was really Yeah, cool. it's a fun shop. Cool. Yeah. Let's roll into Kinsey. Yeah, Kinsey. Inside yeah. Scoop, what's going on? Well, hey, I worked hey, for Carla. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she's a really cool, cool person. And um, actually, me and Brie also were in a, her second annual art walk, which is kind of kind of similar to First Friday, but not as big. Um, she started it last year, and I kind of helped her last year. She set it up, and it was just local artists come together. And in there the was food Plaza. trucks. We had live karaoke contests. Mm -hmm. We had um, this year. It was actually um, with fight the good fight um, against human trafficking. So we had um, the lead person come and talk about the signs, what you know, uh, what you should look for, and how to help people. So it was it was for a good cause, and it was also really good for the artist. Um, I was painting faces, and <laughs> she was like, "Hey, you can. You're an artist. Paint faces." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> But she so. made this huge face painting sign <laughs> no, don't in front that. of the building and misspelled painting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, thank you. Uh, First off, we were painting at like three in the morning and I was just like, were you painting <laughs> or were you painting? <laughs> I forgot the T. I forgot several letters. <laughs> it didn't fit on the But poster. it was a cool little... Oh yeah, My it was really fun. Um, event, but fun. it was really cool because then I also was helping with um like, I helped coordinate the whole event too. So that was really fun. Um, but I did that this summer. Got some, some experience. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of stuff went awry, but oh yeah, we got it. A lot of stuff went wrong, but then you know you adapt and make it work. Um, but then um, then I got to mutate. Uh -huh. hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, but um, and then I've just been school like school started. Yay! What's going on? What's big? You got some pieces? Yeah, but what are you? What are you making? Okay. <laughs> so let me start in ceramics. Okay. In you haven't graduated yet. You got. I haven't. Happy. Okay. It's your last year. I know. Oh my god. You can do it. My last Caucus. fall semester. <laughs> but um, no. Okay. So I'm taking ceramics and jewelry. On ceramics, I'm doing, I just finished a huge, it's like maybe, I don't know, two and a half, no, a bust? A half feet, yeah, like a, a bust, bust, kind of, of like a wolf head, but it's, um, 
I put my own spin on it, and it's uh, it's actually a part of a three-part series of, because um, I'm a mixed person of, uh, like, my mom's from uh, Hispanic, and my dad is Swedish, and so I was kind of, I'm going to talk this year about, like, how I feel and, like, uh, my experiences being a mixed person um, culturally and, like, um, how I've been treated, you know, not, I haven't treated, been treated badly, but it's just a very, it's a different experience for somebody who's, like, 100% Hispanic or 100%, I guess, white or whatever, because I remember growing up, me and my mom and my sister and my dad would all sit at our table and people would look at us, and I'm like, I didn't think it was a big deal, but my sister noticed, and she's like, oh my god, I was like, they can, they have their own problems, but then, <laughs> you know, you learn about history, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is, I'm not the only person who deals with this, and so I think, especially now um, younger generations that are more mixed kids there's not a lot of people talking about the hybridity or the mutantinity no but you know th- i don't think not enough people talk about it and so um and i had kind of a hard time thinking about like what am I going to do that's going to separate maybe they don't me from spend everybody. enough time like investing on where they come from right you know? well because you know Nobody when I knows. grew up I was like I always sided with like my Mexican side it's like oh I'm Hispanic but then I remember my my tia still call me like oh quince de huera and I was like <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like just because I'm lighter skin than everybody else but you know I grew up with that so I always thought like I was out of place on my mom's side and on my dad's side I was darker than everybody else everybody had blonde and red hair I mean my sister like brown eyes brown hair woohoo you know (laughs) and so I don't know this summer just clicked and so I was like that's what I should do and so in ceramics I'm making I guess busts of like a wolf that is actually from Norse uh, mythology because uh, on my dad's side we can trace back to like where in Sweden where they were from and like that's where the Viking kind of they took over and that's where they mostly thrived at so i was like Mm -hmm. okay i'll take from viking mythology or lore and culture and so that's what this piece i just finished is about and um they got ruined he got runes all on his fur so it's like a like kind of abstract representation of a wolf but it's or what is it surrealist there it is words and so <laughs> art words yeah and then so also i'm gonna continue doing a bust of a jaguar that's from uh, aztec culture and kind of do the same thing and then i want to make a hybrid of a jaguar and a wolf to kind of represent what i feel like my lineage would be and then um so that's kind of what i'm thinking about doing in ceramics and then uh, in jewelry i'm working on a piece um the Viking women would wear these brooches uh, that were attached with beads, then that, w- that was like a status thing. And so um, at first I was just gonna do layers of like, this is, you know, kind of walk people through like, this is my Viking side, this is my Aztec side, and then there's a hybridity. And then I talked to my professor, Rob Glover, and he was like, well, just make it your own and use your own symbols. And I was like, well, I don't know my own symbols. Like, so I did a lot of reading on symbols and, I like to do tattoo designs, and so um, I was like just doodling tattoo designs. So I was like, whatever, I just need a doodle. And then I was like, there, there's my my symbols. And so then now I'm working on like a brooch piece, but I'm like sculpting the jaguar and the um, wolf as within the brooches, and then the attachment part. It's going to be like a 
tattoo design, but in layers. It's hard That's to describe. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I walked by your bench all the time. I was like, man, this shit looks, like, really... Intense. Really intense. <laughs> all my stuff is intense. It <laughs> it is. Very detailed-oriented. It's very aggressive, uh. intense-themed, I guess. Yeah. I guess. I tribal, know. almost. Yeah, kind of tribal, but, I, like, I don't, like... I'm a tribal artist. Like, I'm just like, this is what I like. Ba-bam. You know? It's just a similar style. Yeah. yeah. And so, but I really like tattoo designs, and everybody's telling me, like, you should go into that. I'm like, I spent bazillion monies on doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> what? But, but like, that's what you like. And, huh? I mean, if that's what you like to do. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, eventually I want to learn how to give tattoos. Like, I love that do culture. An apprenticeship? Yeah. But, like, I gotta wait till, like, I finish school because I don't got time for that right now. Like, yeah. I can, I design tattoos all the time. Like, a bunch of my friends have tattoos by me on them. But, like, I didn't put them on them, you know. Yeah. I want to, like, clear that bridge, like, aha, I did all the steps. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, my roommate let me do a tattoo on him because he was apprenticing uh, for tattooing before. And like, you did the needle and everything? Yeah, it's, it's strange. Oh <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain it. Are you, heavy, are you heavy-handed or not? I am heavy-handed. Oh man! So I know I'm the girl that did my tattoo. She was heavy-handed. But at that time, like, he already had thirty tattoos. So I mean, he wasn't. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. It wasn't that big of a deal to him. But well, then that's what I want to learn because that's another art form that I just want to like check off the list kind of thing. Because that's that's the problem with me. I like everything, so I want to yeah. like do everything. That's probably why I'm still in school. But yeah, so that's kind of what I want to focus on in art, really, is like that hybridity of cultures and then hopefully move on to different cultures because I know so many people. Like, um, I mean, John Ryan, me and you are the same way. And then yeah. Brie, you're Lebanese and white, <laughs> I guess. I'm Let me be specific with one and then just generalize the rest. Well, I mean, no, that's what I mean. Like, I, I, was, th- I was like, okay, I know my mom's side, we're definitely Hispanic from Mexico, <coughs> you know. But then my dad's side was a little harder, so, like, I knew we were from Sweden after, like, asking him and stuff. Yeah, I did one of those DNA things and I want some, some to. like 7% British. Yeah, I want to do that because I know that Four, I'm 4% at least, Asian. Yeah, I know, like, we're yeah. from Sweden, though, because my great, great grandmother was uh from sweden and like they migrated to u.s so it's kind of cool like and i love that kind of genealogy stuff too so but yeah i think it's kind of funny on how my ethnicity changed from being hispanic from when i lived in delhart mm-hmm. just because my family lived there last name gallegos everyone knows everybody and everyone knew on the trouble that the Gallegos boys would do. <laughs> you know? I've heard stories. So I was seen as uh, Hispanic or Mexican. And then when I moved here, all of a sudden, I became the white boy. You know? Yeah. Like it, it, it's kind of I a see weird you as a thing hippie cowboy. How well, places... like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. Well, because that's the same thing with me. Because, like, I grew up mostly knowing my mom's side. I really needed to grow up knowing my dad's side. And so. When I grew up with my mom's side, I always knew that I was the white person. I guess my tias were like, oh, what you know, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I'm light-skinned, blah. 
but I never felt like that connection, like belonging to them. I mean, I know that my family loves me, don't get me wrong, but like I always know mm. that I'm different. I'm not like everybody else because they're like full. There was like this. They're distance. like, you're not truly, you know, Hispanic or Mexican. I'm like, yeah. I know because I'm half. <laughs> <laughs> but then on my dad's side, like, or I guess coming up here, I now feel like, well, I am because I'm not white. Like my family's kind of told me, like, you know, I grew up with eating tortillas every morning, and a lot of people didn't. So I'm like, haha, <laughs> you know. But it's I it love is your interesting. Tortillas. Mm-hmm. What? I love your grandma's tortillas. Oh, she is a nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's but that's what I want to focus on is that hybridity thing. Sweet. Yeah. My turn. Sure. Inside yeah. Scoop going John Ryan. Hey. Who do you? So um, I guess what's coming up next for me, I'm ha- I have a really busy semester. I graduate in December. Hey. Uh, I'll, I'll be, be getting my one. BFA, finally. And uh, I think hey, the people. biggest yes, thing later. that's going on is I got a collaboration show with uh, Nate Collins. Sub Nate. Shout He's out to a Nate. Uh, photography BFA. And my favorite barista. Yes. He's majestic. <laughs> he, he, is, he is great. And um, our show that's coming up November 3rd here at Luca for the first Friday in, during November is called Stimulus. Everyone's looking out the window. I think it's because I did. <laughs> it's a ghost. I don't know. Go on. <laughs> but um, it's called Stimulus. And the reason that we're doing that is this that's an, I'm hard of hearing. So people that have heard our show before have heard some what? of my, my work. <laughs> Would never guess. Kind of goes off to of that kind of topic and subject matter. But and then Nate is actually hypersensitive, so mm-hmm. he's having to wear earplugs a lot. Mm. So the he's the with stimulus, we're going to be communicating <laughs> our different spectrums of uh, sound and on hearing. Uh, through sound and light, so a lot of our stuff's going to have light elements and uh, sound elements. So, and some of them will be a little bit interactive. Mine's a little bit interactive to kind of get this. I guess a lot of people get stuck within their own reality and how they're going along with their day. Because I mean, I do it as well, and don't really think about this other spectrum of. Uh, it could be anything, but ours is, ours is sound, and then we're completely opposite of each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't understand on how some people can hear less things, especially when you're going about your day about, yeah. you know, it's your everyday thing. This is well, what you know. You wouldn't know because that's all you've known. Like, and it's it's kind know? of something that you don't think about yeah. a little bit. You know, it's something yeah. that you miss when you're just going about your your day mm-hmm. and it's just I don't know it's just one of those things that's missed until it's brought up you know yeah so yeah, uh, I mean, it's gonna was, be an interesting show I was wondering if like some of my artworks have a flatness to it and I don't know if it's because I kind of grew up running out of draw from comic books but I've drawn I've worn glasses pretty much my whole life I've been nearsighted so I just wonder if that affects my depth perception without yeah. really noticing it so like mm-hmm. my artwork looks a certain way just because my eyes function a certain way and I'm sure everyone's like that you know and it's that yeah. whole idea also when we look at art everyone 
it's an object that they're seeing, but it's being processed by their brain. So everyone processes, their brain processes vision and light differently. So we all yeah. have these different experiences, but we don't think about it because that's our, mm-hmm. you know, our day-to-day kind of it's uh, si- situation. Yeah. It's yeah. a situational kind of thing. I mean, it's like, so with us, we are able to see fine, but there's people that have to wear sunglasses every day just because their, uh, their, their eyes can't handle normal light. So, I mean, just, like what do you think? Yeah. We're kind of like that. Like, uh, I, I mean, I just kind of thought, thought of that now. I'm so now I'm thinking about, oh, snap, what is their day like? Well, like me, I'm supposed to wear gla- sunglasses outside because I have that tear in my eye that lets in extra light. But then it's normal for me because I'm like, meh. But then until somebody's talking about it, it's like, oh, mine's, I, other people don't have mm-hmm. to do that. Or it's like those videos where they give people those sunglasses where they can see color. And you oh just don't no, think yeah, like colorblind. Yeah, like, you, that's colorblind. You, I'm gonna get them you just don't think like how much color really like affects your day to day life. They're like, oh my god, the trees. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some of those it's videos, crazy. and some of them started crying. Yeah, because I they didn't know them. that they're the beautiful. world was filled with color because their entire life has been like uh, browns. Like browns and greens. Well, it's like you know when you first get your glasses ever. I remember that because I was like, there's leaves on the tree. <laughs> I thought it was just. A mass. A blur. <laughs> like, for real, I was like, there's bricks. I'm going to count them all. Like, that's how I was. <laughs> yeah, so I thought it was interesting to me, people that have cataract surgery. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, you can either elect, when they give you new lenses, like, to be either nearsighted or farsighted, and then wear glasses mm-hmm. to correct that. Mm-hmm. Or one eye is nearsighted, one eye is farsighted. Oh and then the, br- the brain, <laughs> then the brain adjusts. Yeah, that. it does though. And it compensates, mm-hmm. and so so it's interesting how the brain f- functions that way. It's but so yeah, smart. like we the, don't the body know. just kind of compensates. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> right, so that's kind of what our show's speaking at, but we're just using on on sound. That's gonna be that's awesome. Because cool. I mean, one of the works I'm putting in there is uh, so I cut this xylophone in half, and I place right. them in these big light canisters, and I'm gonna have one of them. St- strung up from the ceiling and it's going to be interactive mm. so all the lower tones which are uh, really hard for me to hear is going to be played with a stick that um, is really soft so you won't really mm. be able to hear it too much and then the other side is going to be um, the the higher tones of the xylophone with a much harder like drumstick so mm. and it's going to be called yours and mine so, yeah. So or what about excited. your um, jewelry piece? Which one? Oh, yes. Yeah, so that's going to be in the show, too. Uh, so just playing on that, this I've thought of a blind man and a deaf man were best friends and how they would communicate. So I'm making these headsets, and one's going to be like earmuffs. And I'm going to kind of also show what that uh, disability also kind of intakes. So when, when you're deaf, it uh, affects your speech. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have these earphone kind of things, headsets that come and cover the mouth. And then uh, for the blind, it's going to kind of have these cone-like things for the ears so you get more hearing, you be, your life is based on your hearing, uh, but it's going to, you know, cover the eyes, and it's going to be a kind of a performative work, so 
I don't know if I don't know yet if it's going to be Nate and myself doing this or if I'm going to hire some people from the theater department to do it. But I'm going to kind of set up this stage, and so it's these two people with like opposite kind of disabilities that are relying on each other to get go along the scene. It's mm. mm. deep. Movie it's but I'm making about. three you sets of them, so they're all going to be like kind of different. Three sets. Bit. Three sets. Mm. Is that your big project for like the semester? That was, that's my big project for jewelry. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, yeah. Very I think good. that's kind of what's going up. And then there's graduation. <laughs> oh, graduation. <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah. a couple months. Hey, if you need your diploma framed. <laughs> <laughs> Shake it in. I will. I got you because I know how to do that now. <laughs> I'll take but, your picture. <laughs> yeah, this, I'm ready to be done. So ready to be done. Start a business. And then, so, yeah. So, we're going to have an inside scoop right into Ismael. What's kind of what's next for you? Like, what's you next? Um, yeah, I go back to Los Angeles, Los Angeles tomorrow. I don't know what's next. I mean, I'm excited about these digital prints that I've been doing. So I think I want to continue to do some more of those. Like I do these large installations, but my studio is really like a small office. Yeah. So it's kind of funny to me. I do these big projects in a small space, which is like a think tank. Yeah. So yeah, so I think these prints are prints that I can kind of maybe do without having to buy a lot of materials I might have to buy a new computer so <laughs> so Update but a bit. <laughs> yeah um, and so yeah so I think um, so I'm excited to continue those and I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna start teaching again and then also the inside scoop that I kind of mentioned uh, before also too I'm interested to see what's gonna happen with the uh, the glider sculpture project when uh, Professor Rachel Anderson, when she decides to transform that into like clothing, so I'm oh, interested. Great. So yeah. I'm interested to see what's going to happen uh, with that, and I'm also interested. Like, yeah, it's cool. I, I met a lot of uh, cool people here. You know, you know, I've got a chance to meet you guys, so it's exciting to hear the projects you're working on. And so, yeah, I'd like to continue, you know, the dialogue and see what happens to your work. And maybe, yeah, we can continue to uh, continue to connect. And you know, yeah. instead of farewell, it's hasta la próxima till we meet again until so we meet again. yeah and oh and also like i met someone here that i found out that i'm that we're second or third cousins yeah <laughs> you see yourself coming oh, back wow. to Alex, and so. and Telling he's and, and he's an artist also too and he's an amazing artist also so that's mm-hmm. cool so that's kind of cool because i kind of growing up i had family members that were creative but i don't think there's many of us that are like you know career artists mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. so now you have to come back yeah so yeah definitely, <laughs> definitely. Get so yeah, and um, so that's about it. But I've been kind of focusing on this project for a while, so now I'm gonna go back to LA and we'll see what happens. So, but you know, we'll stay in touch. I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah, I'll yeah, give you no, insights, uh, some inside scoops later on. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, definitely. Sure. And uh, yeah, and then I'll, you know, and then the other thing is, like I said, I'm interested to see. Like I said, you know, I'm still kind of in the midst of doing all these projects. So yeah, I'm interested to see how I process it and what it leads to next so that's what I like about doing these projects is it gives influences and leads to things that you know that I didn't have access to yeah. and it makes me think about things in a new way so I'm looking forward to that you know to when I continue to make artwork you know seeing how meeting people here and doing this project how it influences you know the next step you know and Sweet. Makes, makes, make, makes the next project better or even maybe continuing to come back as this you know the art senior you know continues to grow yeah you know so and and the student participation at tech too you know and the faculty participation too so Mm -hmm. so yeah so 
so it's been excited being here and I you know can't wait to continue to process it and uh, who knows what's next but good things have been happening so yeah keep that hope to keep that rolling so. yeah most definitely and mm-hmm. if you're ever back then let, let me know yeah sure thing sure thing so. and then um, and i might be going to california yeah, yeah, definitely. Be going if you guys next if you guys summer. visit los angeles let we, me know we were and, gonna uh, take a road know. trip Ooh. road trip yeah. Artication road trip so you're gonna we're used to it yeah so then you can do this podcast on the road right yeah there you go yeah which is some some stuff that i'm kind of been thinking about gonna run do some changes for Artication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Veggie, who oh, yeah. is no longer with us. <laughs> She's still alive, people. <laughs> She's not dead. She's not dead. She's just, She's dead. She's she Dallas. moved to Dallas <laughs> after she graduated, because her and Brie graduated at the same time, but she's not dead. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> we might we might have to have her do a, we'll a do call in, in so yeah. a couple call in shows, which Y'all. is another option. Okay. You know, Love you, Veggie. Call in shows. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 you guys can Rest call in. in. She's <laughs> so mad when she hears She's this. Call so in and bad. talk about how you're lost on the road somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're lost out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, I mean, it's gonna kind of wrap it up. A little bit. Well, we so got we got some, some we got some announcements. Yeah. So there's there's we'll a go number real of quick. going on. Yeah. Okay. So you want to so, roll that, Kinsey? All right. So today was on the farm. We talked about that. Um, what's going on right now? Tina Fuentes, um, so a painting professor, professor um, at Tech. She has a show in the School of Art, and it's she collaborated with um, actually a scientist. And I went to her talk, and it was amazing. She, they kind of collaborated on um, kind of expressing how, um, like, thunder and lightning. Me- meteor- meteorology? Meteorology? Yeah, meteorology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hard. if you get a chance, go to the School of Art if you're here in Lubbock um, and just walk through. It's really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. She's going to have um, it, the actual show up at the um, Tech Museum. Mm-hmm. So you have to see the art. Uh, the actual art she made, the, her kind of sketchbook is actually up in the School of Art, so it's kind of like you can see her process of how she, be, how her and the mm-hmm. uh, scientists. It's all about her process, yeah, her, process, her creative process. So, um, the name of the show is Tina Fuentes, the Creative Process. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's um, cool. Yeah, and then so then we got um, John Ryan and Nate's show on November third. November third. Come on out, Luca. First Friday. November. And Next first Friday is in two weeks. Yeah, and then so we have first Friday on October sixth, my birthday. Anyways, <laughs> and so <laughs> we have the sculpture exhibition that's going to be there. Yes. Uh, so first Friday, October, the ones coming up, we have the sculpture student show, and that will be in. The Luca Warehouse. We cannot call it Warehouse anymore, so I'm going to call it... Oh, I'm going to give it a name right now. Luca Satellite. The big... This is Luca Annex. <laughs> there we go. That's okay, because that, I was that like, we're stick. in the satellite gallery. Well, this is for the... This I is know. Texas Tech. They have people confused. Okay. That's they true. should really label things. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're working on it. Well, the reason we can't call it Warehouse anymore is because if we call it Warehouse, that means that we could only have a certain amount of people in there due to safety. The big house. Yeah. <laughs> the the large house. establishment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. We'll, work well on that. so that's gonna be at the first Friday, and um, possibly my stuff will be in first Friday as well at the J and W building. It's new, and you have to ride the trolley there. So y'all should Where's check that? that out. It's across. It's from across the from the winery. 
that you, so you have to go on the trolley. Like you go to Luca, and then there's trolleys that go into different McPherson? places. McPherson across from McPherson. Yeah, McPherson yeah. Winery. It's right across, but the trolley will stop right in front of it. And that's at the Timeless Frames and Art Gallery. There'll gallery. be a sign that says Timeless Custom Frames, and then are we gonna have the guitar people? Yeah, there's gonna be a musician. The uh, can't think of their the name. Guitar <laughs> <laughs> okay, the well, guitar three people? Okay, well, three units. It's this couple. They're a band. They're like... They the Beatniks. The Beatniks. Something the like Celtic that. The Celtic Beatniks. That's what they're called. Celtic. Celtic. Celtic? Celtic. Yeah. <laughs> so There's anyway, gonna be music. So they're out there and there's a sign and then you just follow the sign and then it'll be right there. Yeah. Um, and also, and then later on... Um, Soup and champagne. Yeah, well, the holiday sale. Oh, oh, but wait, there's hold on. Hold on. Hold the phone. I'm jumping again. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. So the holiday sale <laughs> that is going to be on um, November 29th, I believe, and that is um, a sale that's going to be at the Student Union Building on campus, and that is going to have like um, all the clubs come together and do their annual holiday sale, and also on all the School of Art clubs. Yeah, School of Art yeah. clubs. And also on First Friday, we're going to be in the Ice House doing the same sale. So if you don't make it to the For sub, real? you can come to First Friday yeah. and sell. The Ice House is one of the buildings for uh, the Luca right. campus for First Friday, if y'all don't know. Right. So we'll be there for that Thursday and Friday. And then that Saturday is Soup and Champagne. And so... Um, what is Soup and Champagne? Soup and Champagne. I will tell you. So it's the fourth annual Soup and Champagne Supper. So it's uh, through the Medici Circle. And it is um, a way for people to raise uh, money for scholarships for the art school. And so it is on Saturday, December 2nd. Um, it'll be... It's handmade ceramic cups, homemade soups, and bubbles will be bubbles that's what it says okay champagne. Uh, we'll be we'll warm you up champagne. at the beginning of the winter holiday season and so you can sign up for that on the school of art website under the medici circle it's a really cool event um, I it is last year. um so what clay club's doing is uh, we're making bowls or really vessels to hold soup in just and people will buy those and kind of use them as they right after they buy them so it's really interesting but it's a really good um way to raise money and it's through the medici circle foundation so, so. join clay club and make cups <laughs> <laughs> we need cups a lot to contact Bree's promoting clay club even yes, though she's as a previous president as an alumni clay club member <laughs> join clay club please yeah i'm the president so you can email me if you want to get involved but yes that's all i have for right now there could be more in the future what's so going we on got, we got a lot happen has, yeah. that has happened we got a lot happening it's gonna be a busy fall <laughs> oh, it's gonna busy. be very busy yes. very busy i have i have something in store for next recording oh, okay. <laughs> Every time I don't like that. Surprise question. I'm glad we didn't have to do that this time. (gasps) A little bit. It is Halloween. Oh my. Okay. Halloween's coming up. I know. But uh, yeah, we we got a lot of stuff going on. I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners. Uh, Google Play, iTunes, up on there. Check us out and on Spreaker. So before we go, before we go, I'd like to one more time. You know, thank yeah. everyone that, uh, yeah, were so supportive while I was here. So, I did, you know, I want to thank the School of Art, 
want to thank the Human Sciences Department, Landmark Arts, uh, CASP, you guys, yeah. and Lubbock, and also I was thinking about a few names for that warehouse. So I was thinking maybe alternative space, and then I was thinking about new energy, but I don't know if that's too new agey. <laughs> and then I was thinking about outer space, <laughs> and then oh, the other one was futures, future space. I don't know. Future space? But I mean, you have the satellite and then outer space. I don't know. The Luca outer space building. I like the outer space thing. But, uh, so, but yeah, thank you guys. You know. Clever. We're going to be yeah, Thank you very much, Ismael, for coming on the show and yeah. being here. It was a great uh, two weeks, right? Yeah, man. It's been awesome. You know, it's, like it's I said, until, we, till, until next time. Until next so. time. All right, this is John Ryan. This is Artication. And we're out. Peace. <laughs> no. 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 That was that was fun. Or is it just-